Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, this is Pablo Sabaleta. This is Troy Dini. This is Kevin Phillips. This is Jürgen Klopp, and you're listening to The Big Interview with Graham Hunter. Thank you, Jürgen. I traveled to all these interviews from Barcelona, and our socios, our beloved members, keep us on the road. This independent podcast would not happen without them. Please go to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter right now to become a socio, to become one of our members and get an extra big interview every month, plus loads of bonus content. So go to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Graham Hunter, and we'll bring you joy. From Backpage, my name is Martin Gregg and this is part two of the big interview Q&A for March. On the line from Barcelona is Graham Hunter and the questions, as ever, come from our sponsors at Bet365 and our socios at patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter where you can sign up to access extra big interviews and other exclusive content including the audio versions of all of Graham's ESPN columns. Graham, the first question comes from Maria, a new socio. Thanks for supporting the show, Maria. Maria asks, Messi is obviously Barcelona's talisman to the point that the press tend to make everything about him. My question is, do other Barca players get tired of being asked about Messi? Hi, Maria. Um, or even Ola. Um, tired of. I, I think that one of the th- phrases you hear most often when you're... I mean, l- listen, I get I get the chance to, to go into either flash zones, which is the, the television area, or mix zones, which is the general journalistic area, or sometimes I see Barcelona players on international duty. When you talk to them about Messi, they they will, I admit, often say the same things, which include, I've run out of words. What else is there to say? He's the greatest of all time. And and they all absolutely believe that. Where I've seen some of them um, chafe eh, will depend on the, the mood that Messi's in that season, in that if you were to pose that type of question to David Villa or to Slatan at certain stages, and I know you asked it differently, Maria, you asked about do they get, you know, a bit hacked off having to speak about him all the time. I, I think that, you know, when, when egos collide, there, there, nobody should be under any misapprehensions that Leo Messi can be a hard taskmaster. If you watch Take the Ball, Pass the Ball, the film that Zoom and Duncan McMath and, and I made, then you saw Thierry Henry talking about when Leo Messi loses his temper in training over something as minimal as, you know, a free kick he's not been awarded or a, 
a corner kick that he's not been awarded or a penalty he's not been given, whatever it is. And, and Henri said, well, he loses temper and he won't leave you alone until he's had the ball and scored four times and then he'll calm down again. When you are one of his teammates and you're not hitting your standards or you demand more of the ball when he wants the ball, matches or training, then, you know, there, there's no doubt that frost can, can appear. And while right now the the use of the ball at Football Club Barcelona is a strange mix of, of both servile and brilliant in that most of the players in that first team squad know when to give the ball to Messi, when to give him a wall pass, when to notice that he doesn't want it and allow him to wander around a little bit more as you drag the other team around with certain passes. They're, they're, they're mostly quite finely attuned to it. I, I think that there are, there are one or two, Coutinho being one, and Suarez admitted about a year ago that he had to learn not to automatically give the ball to Messi, but to judge when to give the ball to Messi. And clearly, over the subsequent year, he's got that equilibrium right. Alba is the prime example of... Alba seems to be living in Messi's brain. They think with one cerebrum. But when that isn't clicking, then I've seen players... Um, and I'll, I'll name one. I, I think Rafinha is a player who would get a bit ratty about the way in which it is King Messi and it's King Messi's court. And there are certain players who, irrespective of thinking him the best, want a greater profile or want to be on the ball more or feel that the way in which the the daily life at the training ground is run with Messi foremost in everybody's mind, and it is, can sometimes wear them down. So I, I don't think that the, the the players in general are literally sick and tired of talking about him because they don't, you know, he's so elite, he's so far above them all in their view that it isn't some sort of Maria mumbling about, oh, I wish they'd all stop talking about Messi and okay, he's good, but he's not all that. <laughs> There's none of that. <laughs> They, they sometimes run out of adjectives. But if you keep asking them every so often, when they're, when they're literally just finished holding their heads in astonishment, as happened at the uh, Benito Villamarín when Betis were, were, were taken apart for one and you saw Longley and you saw Rakitic put their hands on their heads in amazement when Messi scored that. I think it was the fourth goal, the chip, um, in the one-two with Rakitic. The Betis players are doing it too, but these players have seen quite a lot. I mean, Longley has seen has seen enough. Rakitic has seen a lot of Messi, and they put their hands on their heads. Then sometimes in situations like that, when Messi's done something so special, they 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 don't talk like oh mentally. I hear there's a question coming. The microphone's in front of me. It's going to be about Messi. Here's a response to to get rid of them, or here's some pap words. No, sometimes when you put a microphone in front of them in situations like that, no matter how often they've spoken about them, they literally gush. You know, they drool because they can't understand, irrespective of all the tricks they've seen from Messi before, they can't understand how he's done what he's just done and how he does it so regularly. So I'll give you a conditional yes to your, your question, Maria. They, they, they've, they've worked their poor little descriptive butts off over the years, some of them, and... There'll be days when they don't have extra adjectives and then there'll be days when they're just like you or I or everybody else listening to this and they go, we don't bloody know how he does it. Isn't he magnificent? Please let him never stop. (laughs) 
Before we take a break, this is from Steve Freeth, our sponsors, Bet365. Jay Scotland were looking for three wins from their opening three European qualifiers. Where has it gone wrong, pal? If you look at the quality of performance, certainly against Albania and Israel, I do think that the two results, even if they were hard fought and nervy when we beat Israel and Albania to to give ourselves that shot, starting with Norway, I think, as a, as a ripper charge for the Euro 2020 via the Nations League, blah, blah, blah. There, there, there's no question in my mind that there's a group there. If you throw in, for my taste in football, at least Armstrong and Tierney and Robertson, Ryan Fraser, uh, McGregor, you know, there are others. I, th- I think that we would, we'd like to be surer of how we're playing in central defence. I have no no bones about admitting that I, I, I wish Brian Gunn's boy hadn't declared for England because he's an extremely good goalkeeper. And uh, I think in general terms, we may be in need of one. Where do the goals come from? Is Fletcher the answer? Well, we'll see. But I think that there are goals now potentially throughout the team. Um, I'd, I'd be very interested to see uh, Lee Griffiths. So why were they so bad in Kazakhstan? I, I think that we're at a stage whereby if we have three or four big absences in um, a bouncy away tie after a long journey against a side that we've <clears throat> underestimated and the national team goes two goals down in a matter of short time, I'm not quite sure that there's enough experience or enough just literally all hands on deck that can that can wrench that back and um, a lot of teams that that face what Scotland faced in in Astana um, will struggle to find a way out of the maze and they shouldn't have got there in the first place. But it's, the the fact is that once you're in that brown stuff, it can be hard to get out and that sets a tone. And I don't think it's representative. I think that. While we're um, talking now, it may well be that Scotland are in the search for a new manager. We'll see. I'd be very sorry to see a friend of mine, Alec McLeish, if if he were not to be in post uh, by the time you're listening to this. I'd be sad for him um, because I like and respect him and he's meant a huge amount to me in my career, not just in my life. But I do think that um, some of the feedback um, that we get would be that this is a squad whereby a large number of footballers understand each other's abilities, aspirations, are at a similar age, have got a similar level of self-belief and confidence, and it's time to to, to capitalise on that. I think that you might disagree, all of you listening, not just Steve, because he will. <laughs> you might think I'm twisting the kaleidoscope to make a pattern I like rather than seeing the pattern that's there. But, but my view is, is is less about automatically we're going to be knocking over big sides and definitely qualifying for Euro 2020. What I have no doubt about now is that there is sufficient ability and motivation in a group of those players that with the right steering and with the right types of men around the... I, I honestly think six or seven very good talents that we have, very good talents... I think Scotland can become much more than they are right now. I think that they, it was and maybe still is in their power to qualify second. And I think it, it, it probably still is in their power to use the, the Nations League 
to qualify for Euro 2020. But I see something different as the absolute goal. And the, the, the dearth of our tournament ex, um, experience is, is very, very bad for the, the points that you need to score to help your coefficient. It's it's very, very bad for players' personal development that you need to be at a tournament in order to grow. I don't have any doubt about that. However, short term, if, if it were me in Malky Mackay's position, or if I were president of the SFA, or if, indeed if I was coach of the Scotland team, while you want to qualify and while your goal is to is to do the things that matter for that, what I want to see now, that I would want to see if I was in those positions, would be an absolute assurance that every decision, every, every plan, every gesture, every team talk, every decision made about who comes in to augment the coaching staff, whether, whether the national team does or doesn't use sports psychology, that every single decision was now better than some of those I've seen. And I'm now talking less about the coaches than about the SFA. I would want to see that we could be clear that by the time 2020 takes place, whether the Scottish national team is there or not, every last drop of, of ability and attitude and availability and midterm planning had been squeezed out of the association, the coaching staff and the group. Now, in that instance, I think we'll qualify. If we don't do that, then we don't have enough quality to, to skate through a group. That's That's been shown. And there'll be another group around the corner instantly for the Qatar World Cup. You know, these things come thick and fast. But that's that's where I think we're at, um, Steve, and socios. It's a, it's if you absolutely maximise our resources in the way that recently, never mind a man-for-man -man comparison, Wales and Northern Ireland have been doing, and it now looks like under McCarthy, um, Ireland are going to do too. Then if we mimic that, we now, in in my humble opinion, have as good a group of players as, as Wales, a better group of players than Northern Ireland, and a better group of players than Ireland. Yet each of them looks more likely to do well than us, and and that needs to change because we we are there is now undoubtedly a sufficient ability of like mind and who care about the national team for us to do a whole heap better than we've been doing recently. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And we're back with an audio question from Richard from Huddersfield. I want to imagine that you've been given the job 
to change Spanish football for the next three seasons. So imagine you're in charge of La Liga and the Federation for the next three seasons. What changes would you make and why? Good luck with the job. Uh, hello, Supercos. I think the answer you want me to give you is um, six or eight months planning of dates so that people who love to visit La Liga can do so um, with an absolute certainty of <laughs> what day and what time uh, the match will, will take place. Yeah, look, I mean, one of the first things I'd attempt to achieve would be that the pockets of racism that exist would be targeted um, right across um, Spanish football, um, by which I mean at every level, with a concentrated programme of education. Because we're we're all going to be lost in the debate about how do you punish how do you punish adequately? What does it achieve right across Europe? Because racism's on the rise and it has never been um, eradicated in Spain. Efforts that I saw in Britain while I was growing up had never taken place in in Spain. And that was social education. That was a, a changing of higher education provision about culture and colour. And an education programme, whether it's similar to or identical to Kick It Out, that, by and large, doesn't properly exist in Spain. And that's, if I were in charge, I would plant seeds. And I wouldn't be one of those saying, I can guarantee you'll see a difference immediately and, and cultural change will, will, will burnish La Liga's reputation because that's just naive and stupid. But it's such an important not topic, necessity, that to that to see somebody actively and thoroughly copying ideas from other nations where there's been progress and and planting those seeds in for good means that, you know, <laughs> you don't get a proper harvest in the future unless you plant the seeds. And that would be what, Richard, that would be one of the first things that if you kindly put me in charge, it, 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 and the second thing would be I'd have a right good party. I'd make sure that La Liga had a right good party and it wouldn't be in Madrid and it wouldn't be in Barcelona and I'd pick one of the satellite cities and I'd make sure that I got ex-players from La Liga, sponsors, uh, media from all around the world and we had a right good Rami um, because there's so much about La Liga that needs telling as a story. The the beauty of the football culture in some of the cities, the extraordinary idiosyncratic nature of some of the stadia the, the the past glories that are kind of hidden in spanish football club football that aren't so i mean i i've got i've got a good working knowledge of italy and germany and france but i grew up in britain and and because you know british football was piped around the world at a far earlier date than than spanish football was the, the the legends of British football and because British football was a founder of, of the world game those legends are far better promulgated, far better known and there's so much that's rich and beautiful and funny and characterful about Spanish football that I'd like to you know, I'd have my little that, that little get together, that little Rami would be about promulgating not today's stories, not modernisation stories but, but, but re-emphasising the rich beautiful foundation of Spanish football history and I have some of the characters from that history there on hand but to business I, I know what you, I know you're 
asking for things that are different from those two first reactions. But it can't be a surprise to anybody that I share very few of uh, Javier Tebas's views outside football. And there are some of his gestation of, of La Liga that if I were to sit down over the table and he was to give me the chance, I would argue with him about it. But there's also, there's no point in being hypocritical. Um, the current manager of La Liga, Javier Tebas, has made a lot of positive differences. And therefore, what I would ask if I were in charge would be that while there will never be mass um, immigration of one set of fans to another club's grounds as an away troop like we grew up with in the UK, like is is predominant in um, Italian football, German football, French football, to, to, to greater or lesser degrees. Spain is such a big country. And the kickoff times um, are so difficult for groups of fans to, to accommodate. I don't think that there'll be a mass change. But what I would do is automatically offer clubs the opportunity to, to mimic what happens in the cup final or in the Champions League and say, we think there's a really positive um, need for there to be a quota. You must offer 5%, 6%, 7% of the stadium to the away club for their fans and see if they can take it up. I think that would be a must. I would thoroughly try to treat travelling fans differently. That's something that I would put time and effort into. Now, whether that is travelling fans of the away team who come domestically um, and how they're policed, what part of the stadium they get into, how they're treated when they arrive, but also given that it's absolutely vital for La Liga to continue to generate more revenue too, because they, at the moment, this is one of Tebas' successes, no question about it, that they needed to generate more so that the, the pie was bigger, so that it could be better distributed and the two big Goliaths could still be eating the pie very heartily. You know, that what Tebas said was, we will give more money to all the clubs in the Primera outside Barca and Madrid not by taking so much away from Barca Madrid, but making the pie bigger, making the whole much greater. And to do that, they need still greater international revenues. It's as simple as that. The, the, the league must be more attracted to television um, around the world, and it must be even more attractive to sponsors around the world, and that's coming. But were I in charge, one of the things I would do would be to say to, to the football tourists, of whom there are well over a million in a season, if you want to travel to Spain to, to watch Hitafe or Athletic, or Villarreal, or Atleti, or Madrid, or Barca, we'll help you. We will try to make sure that you can plan in advance. We won't make sudden changes at the last minute. And we'll make it a process that's attractive to engage in, and repeat in, and come back to, and and to, to bring your kids to, and all that kind of stuff. And and, and the, the more that other countries have that system of, of a planned calendar, which is available in advance and stays rock steady, the more that Spain needs that. And that's one of the things I would automatically do. Finally, I, I think what I would do would be, in a meeting of all the clubs, I would ask them, entreat them, to make sure that the bare minimum was that it was guaranteed that one training session per month at every single club, was fully open to the public. And um, if there was a majority of clubs in favour of that, I would try to get that um, voted in so that it became mandatory. Other than that, I mean, I could go on, Richard, I could go on and on and on about 
um, youth quotas, about the way to look at foreign imports, um, the, the amount of turnover spent on salary. These things would all come under my, um, what do they say in the in the thick of it, my bailiwick. But these are things. These would be the things that I would start with, Richard. And obviously, I'd give you, um, given your loyalty to La Liga, I'd probably give you, yeah, free tickets to your six, the six matches of your choice across the. Tw- when am I in charge? I wouldn't take over now. So yeah, f- from the twenty nineteen twenty season. How about that suitor cause? Was that what you were fishing for? Hold on, have I just been done? And that's our Q&A show for March. We'll be back next month with more of your questions for Graham. And there's lots more big interviews to enjoy before then, including Sean Maloney, Troy Deeney and the mighty Gus Poyet. Thanks for listening. Graham Hunter, thank you and adios. Thank you for joining us for season 2018-19. We've got huge creative plans for the months ahead, but we do need your help to make them happen. Please go right now to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter and become a social, become a paying member and get an extra big interview every month plus loads of bonus content. Last season, socios listened to nine exclusive big interviews including Rafa van der Vaart, Troy Deeney, Roberto Di Matteo and loads of me talking about football. The Premier League, the Champions League, Spanish football. I'm sure they enjoyed it and you will too. Support us, join us. Thank you. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium.